I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Welcome in to the Green Zone. I am Brady Cannon live at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. My partner James Salinas is along via Denver, Colorado, as we get ready to take you through the sporting world of sports betting for the next three hours here on this first Saturday of March. We are eight days away from Selection Sunday, 33 days away from the Masters, 42 days away from from the beginning of the NBA playoffs and 54 days away from the NFL draft taking place right here in Las Vegas, Nevada. James, happy Saturday to you, my friend. Uh, We are uh, less than a month removed from the Super Bowl, and I assume since then you've come down with a really bad case of college basketball fever. Well, yeah, and I'm sick from I'm still sick right now from what happened earlier this morning. I've I've just been dabbling the last few weeks and it's really interesting, Brady. You know, I can have I I can put uh, let's just call it. I, I definitely when it comes to the amount that I put on college basketball when I bet versus the amount that I bet on the NFL. And in this case here, let's say I had a, a, a five-unit a five play on an NFL game. Man, I can just sit back and watch, really take those games in stride. I can have a half a unit on a college basketball game, Brady, and I'm pulling my hair out. I think <laughs> I'm getting back. I have to recondition myself to being able to handle the swings in every sport, and there's plenty of swings in the NFL. We know that when we're betting on on professional football. But, man, college basketball, there are just so many swings in this game, and I feel like, for me, I've just got to start to condition myself to get back into the roller coaster that is college college basketball betting. Yeah, it is a wild ride indeed. Let's take a look at the Saturday scoreboard and certainly a lot of excitement on this Saturday of college basketball as we make our way towards conference championship tournaments and selection Sunday. Again, coming up eight days from now, Texas at Kansas, a good one going on in Lawrence. Kansas opened as a six and a half point favorite with a total of 137 and a half, and that's exactly where it closed as well. Texas won the first meeting between these two teams almost exactly one month ago, 79-76 as one-point underdogs, and they look like they could be headed to overtime here. Just a couple minutes left in this contest, and they are all tied at 57 apiece. I take that back, 57 to 56. Kansas has a one-point advantage on the Longhorns. They were just uh, tied just a moment ago before a TV timeout at 55 apiece. 57-56 in favor of the Jayhawks, James, with two minutes left in this contest. A good one going on in the Big 12. 
on Texas being very physical with Kansas and Kansas not getting a whole lot of open looks, really struggling to shoot the basketball. They are just collectively as a team shooting 31% in this game. They are 16 out of 52 from the floor. Every shot, nothing open, everything contested. And we know, at least from the Texas perspective, we know with Beard, it's going to be a defensive struggle and a battle with any teams that he's coaching. It's been an offensive struggle for uh, really, again, the roller coaster, Brady, thinking about college basketball and a team like Texas. As far as the offensive side, it really has been a roller coaster all season for them to get any kind of consistent productivity uh, outside of their backcourt and the, the, some of the veterans that they have back there shooting the basketball. But defense, Defensively, really locked in, competing here in Kansas. And this is kind of a big game here, kind of correlated to Baylor that's getting ready to tip off here in a few minutes as well. Baylor hosting Iowa State today. Uh, Baylor, if Kansas loses and Baylor wins today, Baylor would win the Big 12 outright for the regular season to have that championship to, to be able to hoist in their facility. So big game, a lot of scoreboard watching, I'm assuming, down there in Waco for the Baylor Bears as they get ready to tip off here shortly. Uh, good Mountain West con uh, contest as well with Wyoming and Fresno State going into overtime, about two and a half minutes left in the extra period, and the Cowboys of Wyoming have a one-point lead, 58-57. to 57. Oregon at Washington State coming down to the final minutes there as well in Pullman. Wazoo opened as a one-and-a-half point favorite with a total of 135. Some money came in on the under, taking it down to 133-and-a-half at the close. And the Cougars actually saw some money as well, closing as two-and-a-half point favorites. And tournament hopes really getting slim for the Oregon Ducks and Dana Altman. They have lost five out of their last seven games. Washington State has won three out of their last four. Both of these teams, you figure, would have to make a run in the Pac-12 tournament coming up next week right here in Las Vegas. But it is really becoming an ugly picture for the Oregon Ducks right now, James. And this is a team with Dana Altman as their head coach, one of the best in the country. You always expect, it's a, it's a pattern we've seen, it seems, in the last five or six years where they always finish strong not the case this year well in tough situation for Oregon not having their leader on the floor their floor general as far as the point guard is concerned with Will Richardson he was scratched today with an illness and and here's another team I think for Oregon we usually tend to see like you said Dana Altman's team start to peak towards the latter part of February rolling into March and getting into the dance with momentum but in this case here not only with Richardson being out and it's been a struggle for them offensively throughout this game at, up in Wazoo, but really a struggle all season long to get any kind of consistency out of this team, a team that doesn't shoot the ball very well, really just ha haven't seen the identity of this team, really don't know what this team has been. And sometimes we're going to see that, especially when we know that you, with the transfer portal, lost a lot of talent last year too. Uh, lost Duarte, who was a terrific player for Oregon last year to the NBA. So really just didn't have that turnover when it came to the talent talent so far this season for Dana Altman and really just struggling, at least for me, with the games that I've seen Oregon play, just really struggle to see what is their identity on the offensive side of the basketball uh, on, the outside, on that side of the floor. Brady, and without Richardson, it's really been a, a wreck today. DePaul at UConn, Connecticut closed as double-digit favorites, 10-point favorites with a total of 144.5. The Huskies beat the Blue Demons 57-50, to 
back in January. They did not cover as nine and a half point favorites today. Again, UConn closing as 10 point favorites with a total of 144 and a half. And in the early going here, it is UConn on top of DePaul, 40 to 29. They are currently at halftime there in stores, Connecticut. And this team, UConn, James, looking like really they could make some noise in the big dance and certainly the Big East tournament as well. Yeah, I mean, as far as their bigs are concerned, they're going to hit the glass. They're, they've got 26 rebounds. They're already out-rebounded the Duke Blue Demons by 10 boards in this first 20 minutes of the contest. And I think that's obviously where the strength is going to be defensively, being able to protect the rim, not giving up second shots. But to me, they're going to go as far as their guard play takes them. And I think that's, that's my pause for concern when it comes to UConn, the lack of consistency from the perimeter when it comes to shooting the basketball, as well as sometimes I just tend to see this team really just test the ball for air too much, too much dribbling, too much pounding around with the basketball and too much standing around and ball watching when it comes to their offense when they get put in the half court if you're able to take away Sonogo and some of the bigs on the interior. That's not happening today. Sonogo having his way so far in this first half. Nine out of 11 from the floor, Brady. 20 points in the first 20 minutes of this game. Back to the Pac-12, Cal at Arizona, and U of A opened as a 23-point favorite here at the McHale Center in Tucson. Golden Bears have really been struggling offensively, but how motivated are the Wildcats here? They have beaten Cal earlier this season, 96-71. to That was in Berkeley back in January. Cal did see some money here as Arizona closed as 21.5-point favorites with a total of 142 and a half and Cal staying inside the number right now at the break they are trailing Arizona 40 to 31 so this game certainly on pace for an under and also a Cal cover at this point so maybe that Arizona motivation is not there and they also come off of that huge drubbing of USC that maybe inflated this line a little bit today. Yeah, so motivation right now especially for an Arizona team already locked up the Pac-12 number one seed what is that going to be? I think that's where we have to be very careful when we start to look at these matchups. What is the motivation for either side coming into these contests today and throughout the weekend, at least throughout the rest of the regular season, which for some leagues will conclude tomorrow. And in this case here with Arizona, I know there's so much talent, and especially when, when they're in a up-tempo transition type of style, they've got so many guys that can finish. Tremendous athletes, great finishers around the rim. Again, another team that I have concerns with, though, with the backcourt when it comes to being able to shoot the ball from the perimeter with any kind of consistency that's been the struggle all season long shooting less than 35 percent this year collectively as a team from beyond the arc and I think there again today even though this game is really kind of a a sleepwalk game for the car for for the Wildcats just two of nine from three-point land in this first half the Kansas Jayhawks and the Texas Longhorns are indeed now tied at 57. 40 seconds left in this contest from Lawrence, Kansas. 57 apiece. Texas has the ball with under 35 seconds left to go. Uh, you mentioned Iowa State at Baylor. Let's talk about this contest that just tipped off at the top of the hour, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern time. And the Bears looking for a season sweep over the Cyclones today in Waco. Uh, Iowa State comes off of a tough loss in which they were really bad against Oklahoma State, and Baylor is in off of a road win against those Texas Longhorns. Baylor did close here as a good size favorite, laying 12.5 points with a total of 133, and the Baylor Bears, like you said, James, still a shot to win that regular season conference title. 
Yes, but if Kansas loses this game right now, it looks like we've got 15 seconds left. Uh, tied at 57 is Kansas and Texas. But thinking about Baylor, this is what we're doing. They're they're getting themselves rounded into championship form. One six out of their last seven. Backcourt starting to play better. Shoot, getting healthy too. I think that's the key for Baylor. They've had a number of injuries over the last what four or six weeks here of this season. Getting healthier again, and then I think on the other side with Iowa State, this is just a another team that just dribbles 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 it's not to me it's really a soft team they got handled like you said against Oklahoma State only 36 points scored in that game shot just 28 percent in that contest as well as turnovers 16 turnovers led to a lot of uh, live ball runouts for the Cowboys in that contest here I I didn't play this game Brady because I wanted to see what was going to happen with Kansas but it would be Baylor or nothing for me I think they really wiped the floor with the Cyclones today also just getting ready to tip off Duke and North Carolina Drake and Missouri State in a conference title game and then also out in the Ivy League Princeton and Pennsylvania we'll take a look at all of those when we come back on the other side of the green zone right here at VSIN. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Everything you need to bet the madness this year with 24-7 streaming, daily best bet emails, and our tournament betting guide, including advice, data, and strategy for only $19. Whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, our team is here to get you ready for every game and every round of the tournament. Get analysis from our experts, including Greg Hoops-Peterson, on every key team, conference, and player to watch, from the favorites to the potential Cinderella's. Sign up today to get the betting guide, plus full access to VSIN all the way through April the 5th for only $19. You can get it by going to vcin.com slash madness. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you inside the green zone updating Kansas and Texas. They are still tied at 57 apiece. Just two seconds left in regulation and Wyoming tops Fresno State 68-64 in overtime in that Mountain West Conference turn or in, in that Mountain West Conference contest. 
up in Laramie. North Carolina and Duke, I think they're kind of delaying this start for TV purposes, James. They're going to go to it as soon as Kansas and Texas is finished. But uh, Duke opened as an 11.5-point favorite with a total of 152. And certainly, this is one of college basketball's greatest rivalries of all time, but not really as sexy this year in a down ACC and a pretty darn good Duke team. And, and the point spread is evidence of that mismatch we have here. It was earlier this season in Chapel Hill that Duke took out the Tar Heels by 20 points. Carolina does come in off of a win over Syracuse in overtime, and the Blue Devils currently now 11-point favorites, so it looks like Carolina has taken a little bit of money here. Duke currently an 11-point favorite with a total of 152 and a half. Yeah, and obviously the the game is secondary when it comes to Coach K and, and the celebration of his career, 42 years on the sideline for the Blue Devils there in Durham. And a sensational career, five national titles, the winningest basketball coach in the history of college basketball. And, uh, you know, say what you want about uh, about Coach K. I mean, for me, uh, it's a celebration of a tremendous career serving, oh, gosh, over four decades. I mean, just the longevity itself and, and the consistency that we've seen from that Duke Blue Devils program and something I remember growing up in the 80s and 90s watching and you know when it comes to this game I didn't get involved Brady because feeling like you know there was going to be so much emotion in the house what a, a huge ticket this was I think tickets were going for over $3,000 to get into Cameron Indoor Stadium and and rightfully so I mean everybody's focused and pumped up to celebrate the career of Coach K and they definitely do the Blue Devils want to send him out with a win uh, but as far as the emotion of the the game is concerned, I think both teams will be, could they potentially on the Duke side be maybe a little over-amped and a little over-emotional to where sometimes you, you get so much adrenaline and through the warm-ups and what have you, then you kind of emotionally burn yourself out quickly. It takes a little while to get your second win. And I think for Carolina, yeah, it's a, a great rivalry in college basketball, Brady. And Carolina would love to do nothing more than spoil this, this uh, final game of Coach K there in Cameron. But I suspect because you look at the line it's it's i see a few ten and a half so even more a little more money coming on carolina would probably side with that just from the intensity of the moment for both teams and carolina you know they've they've won six out of seven so they've they've kind of righted themselves since losing at home by 20 to duke back about a month ago but no play for me here brady i would lean towards carolina but sentimentally yeah i think it's all on the duke side for sure and not a game i'm gonna play and we've talked about this a lot james both in basketball and in football maybe looking towards the dog for just the first half here and I'm thinking yeah. maybe the under the total as well for the first half and you kind of outlined it there with all the pressure and the emotion and and everything this game being as big as it is today uh, maybe there's some nerves and, and some missed shots there early in this contest maybe look towards the dog and the under in the first half. I am not involved as well, but uh, that would be the way I would be leaning. Drake and Missouri State, they are underway. A spot in the Missouri Conference final on the line here, and Drake is coming off of a win and a cover over the Salukis of Southern Illinois on Friday night. Missouri State topped Valparaiso on Friday, but did not cover as 10.5-point favorites. Now, the Bears swept the Drake Bulldogs in the regular season, and they closed here as 1.5-point favorites with a total of 135. And right now, a low-scoring affair and a very tight affair, as the point spread would indicate. Five minutes into the contest, still 15 minutes left to go in the first half. Missouri State out in front, James, 8-7. to seven. 
Yeah, I took it. I took the one and a half here with Drake. And I know although the the Bulldogs leading scorer is a freshman, this team starts four seniors and they have two seniors that come off the bench that play significant minutes. So this is a team that's played together for quite a while. And really the, the chemistry for this team wanting to Potentially, is there, well, obviously, the conference tournament, if they don't win this conference tournament, not, most likely not going to be in the big dance. Uh, probably will be settled. They'll settle for the NIT or another another separate tournament. But in this case here, I just feel like this is, it's going to be a close game. We know that all these games, they're so competitive in that Missouri Valley Conference. And for Drake, I just like the senior leadership, the chemistry on this team. I went ahead and took it. Again, these are just half units when I'm getting involved with college basketball right now. And even at the half unit level, I'm just, uh, I'm already turning myself feeling it's eight to seven here at the first media timeout. I'm thinking, do I, did I really want to do this Brady and get involved with the game right now that we know is going to probably come down to the last possession and, and be on the show here and distract myself from everything that we're going to do over the course of the next three hours. Of course I did. So let's have some action. James, this is sports betting. This is the green (laughs) zone, man. Let's make some green. Exactly right. So I am compelled and was compelled, and so I did play it, like I said, with the Drake side, plus the one and a half. Still 57 apiece in Lawrence, Kansas. The Jayhawks and the Longhorns have headed to overtime, an extra five minutes of basketball here, and tough if you had the Longhorns catching six and a half. Oftentimes, overtime is where underdogs go to die, but they do get the tip in the extra session. They have the ball, and it looks like, uh, oh, they got that offensive rebound. So uh, they will Hoist up a shot. That was an air ball, I believe. We're down to four and a half minutes left in OT, and I believe it will be Kansas basketball. Again, no score in the extra session, tied at 57 apiece. Princeton at Pennsylvania. Ivy League action here in the palestra between the Tigers and the Quakers. Princeton has won six in a row. They're now 21-5 and on the season. The Tigers are 5-0 and against the spread in their last five games against Pennsylvania. The Quakers 6-2 and against the spread in their last eight games and 10-1 and against the number in their last 11 home games. So some really good records against the spread for both of these squads. It's a tight spread here. Princeton on the road favored by two and a half with a total of 153. And right now, another game that's locked up, all tied at 19 apiece, James, about halfway through the first half, 11 minutes less to go, left to go there from the Palestra in the first half at Pennsylvania. Yeah, I was tempted to get involved with the Penn side. I ultimately didn't play it yet. There, the Quakers are 12 and 14 overall. But you look at their schedule; they played a very challenging non-conference schedule. Some of the teams that were listed on here. I mean, they started off with Florida State. We know Florida State has gone through a, a number of injuries throughout this season, but they played non-conference foes like Davidson, Florida State, Arkansas, Villanova. This is a battle-tested team when it comes to playing high-level competition. And and here you knew they were going to be tough at home, like you said. They are five and one at home in conference play. Princeton's been playing well. Six in a row, like you said, they're 11-2 and two in conference play and did beat Penn back earlier in January by 10 points. I was leaning towards the home side here with Penn, but ultimately no play for me. The Texas Longhorns have taken the lead now 59-57 to 57 with under four minutes left to go in the extra period. James, uh, humor me here a minute, and then I'm going to get in a little golf update. H- have you gotten into, I, I know you've uh, made the transition and you're heavy into college basketball. Have you dived into any of the golf betting lately? 
No, that's what I need to get back on the air with you, Brady. You are my you are my mentor here. I'm looking forward to seeing what do you guys play. I know you guys have with both you and Matt Humans as well as Wes Reynolds and started off the season hot with long shots getting knocking down a number of winners early in the 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 PGA tour this year. But I rely on you guys here. So I don't have any bets on any of these golf tournaments as of yet. We're sitting here now today looking at where this stands and where the board is, Brady. For somebody that doesn't have any action invested in this golf tournament, would there be anything to get involved with at this point? Well, I tell you what, Victor Hovland, I mean, you look at the leaderboard here. You've got the fourth, the fifth, and the sixth ranked players in the world, and also the 22nd and the 23rd ranked players in the world, all inside the top 10 on the leaderboard when the day started. It was Victor Hovland who had a two-shot lead over Rory McIlroy and Terrell Hatton. Terrell Hatton was a future that Wes Reynolds and I hit right here at Bay Hill a couple of years back, but Hovland was the adjusted overnight favorite at about plus 175. Rory was at three to one, and then Taylor Gooch and Terrell Hatton were in the neighborhood of seven or eight to one, and it's been Taylor Gooch uh, and Billy Horschel. Billy Horschel, the 22nd ranked player in the world, they are tied currently for first place at the Arnold Palmer Invitational. They are done with their rounds today. Billy Horschel shooting a one under par 71 and Taylor Gooch shooting an even par 72. They are at seven under par for the tournament and in the tournament lead. So Victor Hovland gives a couple of shots back. He shot three over today. Terrell Hatton really had a heck of a day. He shot six over par. The high in Orlando, Florida today was supposed to be around 85 degrees, but the wind was going to kick up in the neighborhood of 10 to 20 miles an hour. And obviously it looks like it took a toll on a lot of these guys towards the top of the leaderboard. So Billy Horschel and Taylor Gooch go into Sunday leading the Arnold Palmer Invitational at Bay Hill. We'll come back with more in a moment on the Green Zone at Vsin. On your college hoops tournament betting with VSIN's full court bracket betting coverage starting Sunday, March 13th, with six hours of free live video streaming on vsin.com, including the full bracket reveal and opening lines for every game. The VSIN college hoop experts, including Greg Hoops Peterson, will analyze every game and discuss with the bookmakers making the lines to find the best early value. Don't wait for the lines to move. Start your bracket and round one tournament betting with the VEASAN College Hoop Experts on Sunday, March 13th, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, and it's free at vsin.com. James Salinas and Brady Cannon with you. We were talking about the Arnold Palmer Invitational at Bay Hill in the last segment. Billy Horschel and Taylor Gooch are your leaders after three rounds. They will head into Sunday tied at seven under par. Billy Horschel currently plus 275 to take the crown. Taylor Gooch at three to one. Victor Hovland, one of the pre-tournament favorites at three to one. He is one shot off the pace. And Scotty Scheffler at five to one, looking to get his second career PGA Tour victory in just about a month or so. Also, Kansas and Texas in the extra session. The Jayhawks are at the free throw line with a two-point Point lead and make that a three-point lead. That is good. Just a minute left, 64 to 61 in favor of Kansas. And James, I want to flip over to the NBA. We've got a couple of teams in action right now as well. The Sacramento Kings 
in Dallas to face the Mavericks, and Dallas has really been on a roll. They've won eight out of their last ten, two straight wins over the Golden State Warriors in just the last week. Now the Kings got an outright win as an underdog over the San Antonio Spurs on Thursday. Dallas went off as a four-and-a-half-point favorite in this one with a total of 220, and right now the Sacramento Kings are taking it to those Mavericks. 81-66, to James. We are in the third quarter, about halfway through the third quarter, six-and-a-half minutes left or so. Again, Sacramento as a decent-sized underdog, 81-66 to on the road. Yeah, I think Sacramento is a team trying to figure out what does 2022 look like for next year in this roster, the trades that they made, especially the, the big trade with Indiana and the, the prize that they got with Sabonis coming over for the Kings. And then looking at the Mavericks side, made some trades as well. And in this game paying off right now, Spencer Dinwiddie coming over from Washington really has played pretty well since coming over to the wearing a Mavericks uniform. And today he is putting it up there for right now for the he's got 20 points through the first quarter two and a half quarters for he is the leading scorer right now for the Mavericks and looking at this looking just looking at the lineup here there is no Luka Doncic out there today for the Dallas Mavericks so I think this is what we'll see you know we've got roughly what a month of the season left most teams have 20 maybe 18 games remaining on this grind of a regular season for the NBA teams and, and a lot of these teams that made a deep run last year in the playoffs you think about a team like Milwaukee for instance as deep as that one we know the finals went into July last year and a really quick turnaround with the season starting in in October. We know load management is definitely now a common term of lingo in the NBA and just making sure teams are starting to find themselves, making sure that they're getting themselves healthy, rolling into April when the playoffs begin. A team like Dallas, yeah, not seeing it on the floor tonight, but not having their top player out there, Luka Doncic, is really impacting this contest for the Mavs. And that may be the last hope there for the Texas Longhorn. Just about 23 seconds left in overtime right now. They are trailing the Kansas Jayhawks by four. They just chucked up a three-pointer, and that was no good. They were not able to get the rebound either. So Jayhawks with the ball and a four-point lead. And once again, James, that six-and-a-half-point spread is now back in play for some unfortunate Texas Longhorns backers out there who are sweating this one all the way to the finish. Let's move over to the ice quickly. One of the favorites to represent the East in the Stanley Cup final, the Florida Panthers at home hosting the Detroit Red Wings and Detroit currently on the wrong side of the cut line to make it into the postseason. They are on a back-to-back here after losing on Friday night to the Tampa Bay Lightning. The Panthers closed as massive favorites, minus 380 on the money line with a total of six and a half. And right now the Panthers out to an early lead, two to one over the Red Wings with about six and a half minutes left in the first period there from Florida. James, I don't know how much you've taken a look at hockey or if you've started to maybe look at some futures plays to win the conference, to win the cup, what have you. And Tampa Bay, I mean, it just looks like this Lightning team is ready to do it again. I believe that would be a third year in a row, but their uh, neighbors not far away there, the Florida Panthers, look like they might have something to say about it this year. Uh, especially depending on what home ice looks like. Florida has been absolutely dominant on home ice, 24-6 and six thus far this season. And another sport we know was an extended season last year with the Stanley Cup playoffs going much later than typically it would in, in, normal, in a normal season and then a quick turnaround again. So I think for a team like the Lightning, Brady, I mean, yeah, trying to, to do the three-peat piece, that's a, that'd be a, a, a tremendous feat. But I just think from the physical, 
from the physical nature of it, and I haven't really been doing much of anything with hockey. I typically don't get involved with betting any hockey until we get to the playoffs, and especially now towards the latter part of the season, we know injuries are going to play a piece, but also, again, in a sense, load management, especially for teams that made deep runs in a case like for the Tampa Bay Lightning all the way to the to hoist the cup. Just a, a quick turnaround, and I think that's where what what's left in the tank right now probably start to work on saving some of that and regenerate, you know, really trying to rejuvenate themselves getting into the playoffs. So that's where I kind of just stay away these last oh, month of the season or so. I know there's still more games to go than in the NHL than what we have in the NBA, but even still just making that last stretch getting into the playoffs. Some of these teams that are at the top of their conference standings, I think that's where I really tend to see. And we see some really big numbers, Brady. I mean, we've seen some some four, you know, plus four or minus 400 plus out there for some of these favorites, and that doesn't always get home. So if I was going to get involved, I'd probably be looking at some of those larger dogs on the big plus price, but that's just playing the number, not the team. And there you have it. The Kansas Jayhawks win and cover. They beat the mm. Texas Longhorns by seven. A couple of uh, free throws down there in the waning seconds to give the Jayhawks a seven-point margin. Texas did have one last-ditch effort. They chucked up a three. It was no good, and the Kansas Jayhawks win and cover 70-63 to 63 over the Texas Longhorns. Other college basketball action, UConn pretty good over DePaul right now, an 11-point advantage with eight minutes left in regulation, 60-49 to 49 in favor of Connecticut. Arizona starting to open it up on the Cal Bears, 57-42 to 42 now with about 12 minutes left in the second half there from the McHale Center in Tucson. Also, you've got Vanderbilt and Old Miss and SEC action. Mississippi on top 29 to 21. Three minutes left in the first half there. Princeton and Pennsylvania. Uh, I know you didn't take some action on this one, James. We were talking about this game a little earlier. It was tied at 19 apiece, and all of a sudden, the Tigers of Princeton continuing to roll once again. 37 to 25. A 12-point advantage they have built with just three minutes left in the first half there in Pennsylvania. And how about Baylor, James? 25-4. to four, Iowa State has scored 40 points in about the last 45 minutes of basketball. Yeah, and when you're trying to find your stroke, this is not the team that you want to find it against. You're talking about the Baylor Bears, and especially for a team that if Kansas had lost today with the win, Baylor would have taken the Big 12 regular season title outright. In this case here, I think they'll be co-champs if they win today, which sitting right now at 25-4, to yeah, there was no letdown today. This was all-out blitz here, and this is what you're going to see. This is a championship team, right? This is the defending champs from last year. They have that. There's starting to get that championship focus exactly the time you want to have it. Start looking for these teams that are rolling in with some momentum, playing with some confidence. They know what their identity is. And in this case here for the Baylor Bears, being starting to get healthy again. So many injuries throughout the regular season, getting themselves healthy and prime from a competitive standpoint rolling into March. Well, it looks like we have a very good contest underway in Durham at Cameron Indoor Arena between North Carolina and the Duke Blue Devils. Carolina out to an early lead, 15-14 to 14 over Duke right now. And we were making a case if we were going to do anything with this game, James, we were kind of leaning towards the dog. And I went a little further than that and said maybe dog and under in the first half. That is the pace we are on currently. Again, Duke closed as about a 10.5 or 11-point favorite here. 15-14 to 14 Carolina out in front. The total closed at 152.5 right now. 
For your live market, the Duke Blue Devils are an eight-and-a-half-point favorite, so that has come down by about a bucket, as has the total at 149-and-a-half in the live market. So right now, on a decent pace for dog in the under in the first half. Yeah, and for the Blue Devils, this got off to a slow start. You knew they were going to be going to be amped up and probably too much adrenaline throwing, flowing through their veins. I think they missed seven of their first eight shots from the floor, have settled back into the game now and just trailed by a point, and they had a number of turnovers. Really, it was a sloppy game to begin with. They went to that first media timeout. I think there was, there, there was six collective turnovers between the two teams in those first five minutes, and jitters on both sides, and rightfully so. So much hype coming into this game, and you got to still consider a lot of these kids i mean i'll call them kids brady we're in the 50 club that to me they're kids and if they're in their teens absolutely in my mind they're kids a lot of you know just a lot a lot of hype for these kids to have to come in now they've got the sweat going now it's going to turn into a rivalry game should be a great game going forward 11 and a half minutes left to go in the first half there in durham they are at a tv timeout still 15 to 14 carolina out in front there's still an eight and a half point dog in the live market we turn to the nba next and we'll bring in a guest to do it right here on the Green Zone at VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Madness. The college basketball season is in full swing and grab a five hour energy to stay alert to watch all your favorite games or if you stayed up too late to see that intense overtime game take a five hour energy shot in the morning so you can energize your day zero sugar an unbeatable blend of vitamins nutrients and caffeine it's the perfect pick me up for getting stuff done go to fivehourenergy.com to find over 15 flavors to choose from with flavors like grape tropical tropical burst cherry blue raspberry and more there is a flavor for everyone get some five hour energy today College basketball update from Durham, North Carolina. The Duke Blue Devils on top of the Carolina Tar Heels, 18-17, to halfway through the first half. Ten minutes left to go there in the first half. Again, 18-17, Duke on top. We're going to switch over to the NBA, the Sacramento Kings leading the Dallas Mavericks, 87-78. to About seven and a half minutes left there 
in the third quarter. And we want to bring in Mo DeKeel to join us. He is a basketball specialist indeed. He's the founder of thejumpball.net. He works for the Bleacher Report and The Athletic. He worked directly for the San Antonio Spurs, the Los Angeles Clippers, and University of Southern California. You can follow him on Twitter at Mo DeKeel underscore NBA. Mo, thank you so much for joining the program. And I grew up in the Bay Area, and I'm a Golden State Warriors fan, and I'm a little worried about this club. I wonder what your thoughts are on Golden State. They have lost three games in a row. They lead the Memphis Grizzlies in the conference by just a half game, and they trail first place Phoenix by eight games. Now, I know Draymond Green and Andre uh, Iguodala continue to nurse injuries, but it just doesn't feel as strong for this Warriors team as it did earlier in the season, even with Klay Thompson back in the lineup. What do you think the future holds for Golden State? Are they going to be just fine? Well, first, thank you for having me on the show. And second, I'm sh- I was worried about Golden State a lot earlier than everybody else. Um, I think they are probably the second best team in the West, but they're, they're in the mix there with, with Memphis. It's going to be real close with the, the two of them. I think in terms of just how good they are. And a lot of it has to do with, like you said, Draymond green hasn't played in a long time. We're not sure when we're going to get him back on the court. We don't really have a clear idea of how healthy he's going to be. But the other thing too, was when they went on that run to start the season and looked so good, their role players were playing at a level. I think that was above all of their heads. You know, I think Jordan Poole has struggled and has come down to earth. Nemanja Belalita has not been what he was in November and December as of late. I think they're they're struggling across the board with all of their role players, except for the young kid, Jonathan Kaminga. And that's really because he's a rookie and doesn't know any better. He's just balling. And I think there's a lot of miles that have been put on Steph Curry that it's beginning to kind of wear down. And even he looks tired a lot. So I'm not very confident. I don't know. I could still see them making the conference championship, but I don't see them beating the Phoenix Suns in a seven-game series. Mo, let's stay in the Western Conference and a, and a player and a team that doesn't have a whole lot of miles on their, on these new shiny wheels that they have in Memphis there with the Grizzlies and the human highlight film that is John Morant now that we're seeing just how explosive this young player is and really just how, how athletic and how determined this team is when they're taking the ball to the basket. Definitely have some questions about their ability to, to shoot from the perimeter on a consistent basis, but sitting right now currently third in the Western Conference and Thinking about their their playoff experience from last year playing the Jazz, how do you feel about this Grizzlies team once you get into the playoffs and you're playing seven-game series and you have to make adjustments? How do you feel about the Memphis Grizzlies being a p- potential contender to make it to the finals out of the Western Conference? I think we get ahead of ourselves by calling them contenders. I think we're just so excited because we got a new shiny toy, right? When was the last time we had some new, new, new blood yes. in the Western Conference? And for it to come from Memphis, and you said it. I mean, John Morant is just a human highlight film, right? Every game, it's must watch because you just want to see what John Morant's going to do. I think when you look at them in the playoffs, you touched on their shooting. That's going to be a bit of an issue. But I also think the problem is. I don't trust them to get stops at the end of games, especially on the perimeter. Dylan Brooks hasn't played in, God, it feels like forever this season, and he's their best defender. But I think when it comes down to it, I don't know if in the end of game scenarios, when the other team has a dominant guard, they're going to be able to stop him. And case in point, go back to the Minnesota Timberwolves game a few, uh, probably about last week. And D'Angelo Russell just 
torched them for 23 points in the fourth quarter alone. And they had no answers for him. And he's not an explosive guy. He's not a guy that blows by everybody. He needs, you know, comes off screens and he's crafty and things like that, but they just had no answer for him. And I think that's, what's going to hold them back from being a contender. But the one thing I do want to say is, you know, no matter what happens, this has been a successful season for them. You know, nobody had them finishing in the top three. And I think personally, I think they're going to overtake golden state and finish second in the West. Nobody had them finishing that high in the conference. Like this is a big leap for this team going forward. And it's just part of the progression. And I'm super excited for what the Grizzlies are going to be over the next few years. Yeah. I think all NBA fans are, they are certainly a fun team to watch. Uh, Let's switch over to the Eastern conference Mo. And it's interesting here. And James and I have been talking about this for a couple of weeks now. Uh, Of course, they were a preseason favorite out here in Las Vegas. I'm talking about the Brooklyn Nets, but they still, in the eighth hole in the Eastern Conference standings, are still one of the favorites to win this conference. And I think there's, you know, so many moving parts and health issues with this team. Obviously, they lose James Harden. They add Ben Simmons. And then on the other side, or or, or higher up the standings in the conference, we've got a great contest tonight between Miami and the Philadelphia uh, 76ers, who all of a sudden look like they've really received a huge shot in the arm with Harden now on that squad. I really kind of like Miami and Eric Spolstra. We know they are so well coached. Miami and Philadelphia look to me like they should be the favorites, and I am just really not feeling strongly about Brooklyn. Yeah, I mean, Brooklyn at the start of the season, I mean, nobody could have predicted all the stuff that was going to happen with the vaccine mandate and Kyrie basically turning into a part-time player, KD going down with the injury, and then eventually the relationship souring with James Harden to lead to everything. I don't know if we should really start talking about them as contenders at this point, just on the pure fact of we don't even know what their team looks like together. You know, we've yet to see that with the fact that those guys have, have, have not played together you know, once, and I know the trade just happened, but we haven't even gotten any touch of that. We don't know when Ben Simmons is coming on the court. So calling them a contender this year is a bit rough um, and, and, and looking on it. And I think, you know, the Vegas books are probably just getting some money from people that are more hopeful than anything else. Well, let's stay in the Eastern Conference then, Mo, and let's talk about the defending champions. I feel like this is the team that nobody's talking about. Philadelphia and James Harden, who now looks like he's on the shelf again with a hamstring injury, will not be available for that game in Miami. But let's talk about the defending champs a little bit. And yes, they've had their Sarah injuries too. Pat Connaughton should be coming back from his finger surgery soon, and maybe potentially Brooke Lopez getting back out there prior to the playoffs. But give me your assessment of where Milwaukee stands right now as we're just a few weeks away from the playoffs. Milwaukee's my pick to come out of the Eastern Conference. When I look at them, this is a team that looks exactly like a flip-the-switch team. They're kind of walking through the regular season. They know what they need to do. They had a long uh, run last year winning the the championship, obviously. Then you had Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton going to play in the Olympics. I think they're just now beginning to round into shape. And you watch it. They had the big comeback win over the, the Nets, and then they beat the Bulls last night. I think they're a team that's being a, a, a flip to switch team. I feel like they're reaching for the switch right now. They haven't even flipped it on yet. I think come playoff time, it's going to be very difficult to stop that combination of those three guys. And then on top of that, if Brooke Lopez comes back and as you alluded to, he sounds like he's beginning to start doing on-court basketball activities and should be ready towards the end of the season. They're going to have to deal with or other teams are going to have to contend with the fact that this is one of the better teams in the 
the league. And I think they're just going to show to everybody again, like, no, we're the champions. We just decided to relax a little bit more this season. Mo, just about 30 seconds left here, but I want to ask you about a contest out West tonight, finishing up the card in the NBA for Saturday night, and that is the Golden State Warriors at the Los Angeles Lakers. We talked about both you and I being a little skeptical about the Golden State Warriors and how they're going to fare down the stretch here, and the Lakers, the same thing. I mean, LeBron's a little bit banged up. He was listed as a game-time decision. Of course, no Anthony Davis in the lineup, Uh, and the Warriors are laying five and a half points on the road. I I don't know if I want to take it or take it with the Lakers or lay it with Golden State. I don't have a lot of confidence in either of these teams right now. Yeah, I I'll say this much. I have way more confidence in the Golden State Warriors than I do the Los Angeles Lakers. <laughs> They've just looked so bad. They look very disinterested in a large amount and and they look like they're struggling to kind of figure out who they are. The poorly constructed roster, I just don't think they're the the team everybody is, you know, thought they were going to be earlier in the season and it's, it's falling apart and you can just see it in the way they're playing games. It, it looks like, you know, it's halfway through the game at some point, it looks like they just quit. And, and that's obviously not a promising side. So I don't know if anybody should bet on them. All right. Good advice. Stay away when you aren't sure you don't have to bet the game. Mo, thank you very much for joining us and enjoy the rest of the season in the playoffs, my friend. Uh, Thank you for having me. All right. That is Mo DeKeel right here on the Green Zone. We'll be back with more in just a moment. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.